Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. So we are back by popular demand with my friend, TV blogger, Brian Samuels. He is the author of the blog TV Uncovered. He watches so much TV, more than me even. And we love texting back and forth about stuff we're watching. So you guys have probably listened to our recaps before. And this is now, I think, becoming our biannual end of year TV recap. Hello and welcome back, Brian. Always a pleasure. I like we're we're back by popular demand. Well, by like us. That. We're the popular. Oh. We're demanding it. You and me. You're right. We are because <laughs> we do. We text so often about stuff through the course of the year that it just it feels right to kind of have it all come together where we can just hash it out over an hour and maybe enlighten people on some stuff to watch or to avoid at all costs. Exactly. So one thing that I started doing that you may or may not know is that I do start almost every podcast talking about what I'm watching, but I don't go too in depth because I know that you and I will get into some shows that we both watch but um, for those regular listeners, they may hear some repeats of stuff that I've talked about before. But Brian brings so many new shows to the table that you'll have plenty to choose from. OK, so we're going to start. You have compiled. Thank you very much. You have compiled your top 10 shows of 2020. So let's start from number 10 and make your way to number one. Please. You okay, have the so floor. I wanted I do want to preface this by saying I struggled to put this list together. I feel like the year in television came up a little bit uh, lackluster, not surprisingly, but I do I do want to say that this was not um, an easy 10 to put together where I was looking at 15 and had to cut five or right. the opposite right. where I struggled to fill the top 10. Okay, so fair. We'll, we'll, we'll rattle them off. Uh, number 10 is a show I know you didn't like or didn't watch called Devs. Uh, it was on Hulu. I just thought it was interesting. It was different. Um, Number nine, another show I'm guessing you don't watch, which is the animated series Big Mouth on Netflix. I will, though. That's on my list. It's I, people very, love very it. crass. Very, yeah. very, <laughs> which dirty, I love. very crass. Yes. I love that. Uh, number eight, another show I know you didn't watch, which is Dispatches from Elsewhere, which was an AMC show that I found very interesting and different. Um, number seven, another show I know you didn't watch. This is incredible. My list so far is not a single show you watch. But you, you have a few coming up. Okay, number seven is HBO's Betty. No. Where it's like girl skateboarders or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you I talked about writing, this. Yes. And you said to me, I don't <laughs> think anybody else in the country is watching this show besides you. And lo and behold, it makes my top ten. So <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, by the way, I stand by that. Have not heard of a single person talking about it or writing about it. Betty, check it out. It's on HBO. Uh, number six, yet another that you do not watch, which is Apple's Ted Lasso, which we will talk about. Okay. I gave it a try, but we will get back to it. Number five, I show you do watch, you did watch The Queen's Gambit. Yes. We will talk about that we as well. We will talk about it. Number four, another one you didn't watch, I May Destroy You, HBO. We will talk about that. Number three is Dave on FX. Did you watch that show? I watched like five minutes. I, I know everybody <laughs> loves it. I got to give it a chance. I don't know. I'm getting picky. Number two, Better Call Saul. We've talked about this before. I've watched a lot of Better Call Saul and cannot getting to, can a lot. I watched like the first seven episodes of season one and I'm like, if it doesn't get better, I'm out. And I just gave up. 
And I know I would love it, but I just can't go back. Life's so we're too clear. Short. At this point, I've I've rattled off nine shows. <laughs> you have watched one of okay. said nine but shows. For numero uno, I watched the whole thing. Drum roll, I would please. Hope so. Number one, which if you've listened to us before, should yes. surprise no one. Uh, it was the Last Dance, the That's Chicago right. Bulls documentary, available on Netflix. In my opinion, as a native Chicagoan and Bulls fan, the greatest show in the history of television. And I'm neither of those things. And I don't know about great show on television, but it was absolutely probably my number, probably my number one show of the year too. Well, after the crown, a close second to the crown. All right. Which, which we will get to as well. <laughs> okay. So there's Listen, my top 10. Again, it's, the, it's, it's not necessarily what all of the, uh, the, the critics across the, the nation might include in their top 10. I think I have some, some outliers in there. Um, but you know, a handful that I think are consensus shows and then some that are just personal preference. Well, all right, let's start with a few from the list. So Ted Lasso, look, you're in good company. The critics love it. I watched not even maybe the first full episode. I didn't get it. I, I didn't get what it was. Like, I, I was like, this is a comedy, but it's not funny. Am I, is it dark company comedy? Cause I, I didn't get it. Like, what is it? It's a comedy. Um, but it's and not funny. I will I will say this, it does take a minute to warm up. So, you, you know, you have to let it bake a little bit. Um, and the second half of season one was much stronger than the first half, in my opinion. Now, I know that's not going to persuade you to get back into it because once you're out, you're out. But it is a show that I was not 100% sold on from the jump, mm -hmm. but I stuck with it upon other people urging me to do so. And I'm yeah. glad I did because it turned out to be a really, really good show. It has been renewed for not only a second season, but also a third. So listen, I, you are not the only person who has told me how much they love it. Now, having said that, will I go back and watch it? Maybe. That's I'm going to say you're not going to go back and watch it. Well, it's on my phone. So if I ever travel again, <laughs> uh, okay. it's possible I will watch it on the plane. That's but where I started. you don't like watching it. shows on your phone to begin with. Well, if I'm on the plane, I have no choice. So. That's All right, gonna... so in 2023, when season yeah. three there, we'll <laughs> exactly. jump in on Lasso. Cool. Right, I, mean, I thought you meant when we're traveling again. Um, right, that too. Okay, so I May Destroy You. You did put in your top 10. So, And we may have talked about this last time. So if you guys have a better memory than us, forgive us. So look, everybody and their mother loves this show. You know, all the critics rave about it. People anecdotally love it. I think I will go back to it. Here's my issue, and you're going to laugh. My issue is that I couldn't understand a word they were saying because of the sort of cockney <laughs> British accents. And my my spectrum cable has crappy um, closed captioning. So I watch everything in closed captioning on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon, no matter what. Even if I understand every word, I just I love to not miss anything. However, the spectrum closed caption sucks and it's like it's going to distract me. I I understand that to a certain degree, and I knew this. Because you told me that you couldn't understand uh, a word they were saying you bailed. I just realized I have a workaround. This is a Hanukkah miracle. Hanukkah miracle. Now that HBO, I told you I got, I put on the list, at the end of the list, I said, all I want for Christmas is HBO Max on Roku. Lo Christmas and behold, come early. Christmas come early. Hanukkah come right on time. They have given us HBO Max today. It was announced that they're going to be streaming on Roku. So I can watch it on Roku with proper subtitles. Well, I would implore you to do so. It's a really, it's a really good show. It's really well done. 
Um, as you said, it is being lauded. If you look at lists of the, the best shows of 2020, uh, four out of five lists will have this show number one, two, or three. So it is yeah, definitely getting it's up my alley. Like when I read about it, I'm like, this seems like the kind of show I would like. So that one I really will go back to. Now I yeah. know. Oh, sorry. I was gonna, I was going to move on unless you want to say something else. No, just, just saying to people that haven't watched that show, even for purposes of, you know, being part of the conversation, it's, <laughs> it's a show that, that you should watch. Cause like I said, everyone under the sun is putting it as a top three show for 2020. And if you're any form of a herd mentality type person, then just, just watch it. It's, it's an easy watch and shorter she, episodes and, and yeah, interesting show. The star is being lauded as like the next Phoebe Waller bridge. I mean, she's, everyone's yeah. calling her a genius also. She and created there's it. A, there's an interesting backstory and I, I, forget a lot of the details. Yeah, something where she pitched it one place and they lowballed yes. her, so she stuck yes. to her guns, right? It's like all vaguely exactly familiar. Right. I think I think the show Netflix wanted it, but right. she was she was holding her ground on some back end as part of the deal and they steadfastly said no and she said, "Okay, then I'm not interested." I love and that. I think BBC came back and gave her the deal she wanted, so she did the show with them and then HBO took it. Love. Yeah. Baller move. Yeah. So you recommended Defending Jacob to me on our last podcast, and you were correct. I really liked it. Very well done. Again, disappointed that I had to watch it on my computer because it's Apple. So <laughs> my wish for 2021, other than, you know, peace on earth and health and the vaccine, is that I get Apple on Roku. Then, then everything will be good in the world. I mean, one one thing at a time. Let's, I know. I, I'm getting I a little crazy. Say, <laughs> I want to say this about defending Jacob. Compare Chris Evans to, is hot. Is that what you're going to say? Wasn't what I was going to say, but sure. <laughs> Shocking. Um, I concede that. Um, <laughs> compare that to the undoing. Uh, did we okay. even discuss? Yes, we did text, and and you 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 harnessed my rage. Oh, okay. So, spoiler alert: the undoing has been. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it, now, too bad. Yeah, we're, we're spoiling it. So the last episode of The Undoing ruined what was otherwise a really, really good show. Agree. You know, we were all sitting waiting for a twist, a twist, a turn, something, and it never happened. And then the last episode became just plain old stupid. Now, one might argue that the end of Defending Jacob was not exactly the most exciting fantastic end to a show however wait i actually forget it oh my god was it a twist it was a twist she was in the car with her son driving yes that was a twist that gave okay. us a twist so same type of final episode right dad in the car with the son driving yes, and but not a good car. one no but right. the dad did it right in defending jacob he didn't do it did he we don't know Oh, right. That was annoying. <laughs> that was right. Annoying. We don't know. And she drove the car right into the wall. Right. Cause she was thinking that he probably was guilty. I think yeah. he was, I think he was guilty, but totally yeah. just spoiled that for anyone. Who Sorry. <laughs> Listen, at this point, it's been on Apple for like a year. I don't know what to tell you. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what can I say? Spoilers abound. Um, but the undoing was such a disappointment because you're right. It was, look, it's not like it was a great show before, but it was fun. It was like a good ride. And we went along yeah. for the ride and they planted all these red herrings and we were so excited. I, you know, you and I were texting. I'm like, it's the dad. It's the lawyer friend. Right. The dad's the dad of 
the dead woman. And, you know, I had all these great theories. And then in the end, no, it was nothing. It was the same fucking person we thought from day one. Right. And (laughs) the show was so well done up to that point. Like the, if you really did a deep dive into wardrobe and the, those apartments in New York city, it just, everything was great except for Donald Sutherland's eyebrows. Everything was great. And then it just, it all was for naught with that ending. So it was for naught. It was for naught. Yeah, you're right. It was a a huge disappointment. All right, let's move on. I can't believe you don't watch the crown. How dare you? I know a, a, a British period piece is just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Um, that being said, I respect that everybody who watches it loves it. And you know, maybe when the holidays hit and I have absolutely nothing to watch, I'll give it a shot. You said that last year. Listen, I here's know. what I'll say. It's, it's a good co-watch with your wife. And the first episode or two, it's slow. Like, I actually, it was one of those where I went back, you know, maybe like six months to a year later. Because I was like, yeah, it's boring. I don't care. Same as you. I was like, eh. And it is, I really, knowing everything you like. I can almost guarantee you will like this show. It has it all. All right. If Every you're going to Yeah, it. but I'm not saying you're going to like it right away, but 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 it doesn't need that. You know, some shows, like, I'll never forget that show with Coach Taylor and Sissy Space. Friday Night Lights? No, God, not that. That was perfect That's show. Coach Taylor. No, I'm saying, but it was with him in Florida. Oh, Bloodline? The, yes. That took seven episodes. <laughs> that took almost <laughs> the entire season to get good, and you bet I stuck with it. This show, you only need like one episode and then you're like, okay, I'm in. It's so good. All right, just trust me, please. I do trust you. All right. Emily in Paris, should we even discuss? You didn't watch it, did you? I did watch it. Oh my God, you did? I did. I'm going to tell you why. I love it. You're such a woman. I love it. No, it's because she's from (laughs) Chicago and there was a conversation about the type of pizza. (laughs) And there's this whole thing about Lou Malnati's pizza. And I saw an article about it. And and that, that was it. That was right. And it's weirdly addictive. Like it's so bad, but it's addictive. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've stuck with it through the end. I didn't watch it in one fell swoop, like over a weekend. It took time, but yes, I got through it. Right. And will you watch the second season? Oh, hell yeah. How could I not? (laughs) Of course you will. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Queen's Gambit. This is, this is going to be on all the critics lists. Um, I really liked it. It was another one that, um, you know, at the beginning I was like, "Eh, am I going to like this? And then I stuck with it. Here's what I'll say about it. Somebody said this on Twitter, so it's not an original thought, but I thought that's exactly how I feel. I could, this, you will not feel this way, but like the perfect Queen's Gambit, sorry, is it Queen's Gambit? Yeah. The perfect Queen's Gambit show for me would have been just the story of her adoptive mom and her. Like every scene they were in together. Right. I I told you that wouldn't be your thing, but like I was mesmerized by that woman who happens to be like an amazing director too. She, that the, the mom, she's an incredible actor, but like, that was interesting to me. The chest was like, kind of kill me. Obviously the way it was done, the cinematography, the costumes. I mean, it was, it was very much like the crown in that way. Just like top, top tier. But, like, I don't give a shit about chess, so that was tough. I'm not going to lie. No, and I didn't either, and I don't play chess. And <laughs> Did I it make you want to play chess? Kind of. Because, see, that's, what I, like, that's what it's doing. Yes, it is. Chess boards and chess games sales yeah. have spiked. Isn't that crazy? Because of this. 
one interesting thing about that that I read after the fact was that the original of that show from you know the the work from which it was adapted um the star the the female lead I read that too very ugly yes you posted I think you posted that article and I you bet I read it that that was it was the New Yorker she was saying that was the hardest part for her was that she shouldn't have been pretty but like, could you have imagined watching that whole show if she wasn't pretty? I'm sorry, this is very no. superficial, but no. No, I couldn't. It, it, it wouldn't work. I mean, they know what the people want. Let's be honest, it's not, we're not proud to say this. It's the truth though. But it's the damn truth. It's yeah, I just thought the truth. show, it's, it was one where I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it and it kind of hooked me from, from the beginning. And I was, yeah. I was all in really quickly and I actually loved the chess scenes. Yeah, look, they were well done. I mean, it was it was good. It, you know what's weird about it? Didn't it feel like it was a British show, even though it was yes. American, right? It was. Like, yes. I just wanted them yeah. all to have British accents. Well, then you probably would have turned it off because you couldn't understand what they no, were saying. No, because it's Netflix, <laughs> and I love my Netflix subtitles. I love it. All right. Yeah. So, so, so Queen's Gambit will be yeah. again one of those shows like yeah. I May Destroy You, which will be a top three on oh, everybody's yeah. list this year for sure. I want to give a quick nod, and I've been saying this on my podcast to Casual, which you don't remember, but you told me to watch it like two <laughs> years ago, maybe three years ago at this point. It started in 2015, and I finally watched it. I have like two episodes left. I do not like the fourth season, but I have no. loved it up until the fourth season, and I was I'm, I'm actually kind of mad at it now. I don't know if you remember feeling that way, but I feel like it yeah. jumped the charcolat. Yes. But I will watch because I have two episodes left. So on on the heels of that, since you're going to yeah. a show that was from that started in 2015, <laughs> yes. I want to just talk really quickly about a show that I that I found earlier this year that I just fell in love with from the jump, which not your kind of show, but it's called Kingdom. And it's on Netflix. It aired on audience. It's a Nick Jonas led cast where the entire show is about a family owned gym and mixed martial arts practice. I thought it was absolutely incredible. I just, I was three seasons. Uh, I want to say the second season might've actually been 20 episodes. So you probably have 40 episodes of that show. And there, there has been a little bit of a, of a groundswell of people trying to get that show back for a fourth season but it's it's kind of this off the radar show. It's called Kingdom. It's on Netflix. It's really really good, and I would love for there to be additional seasons of that show. Well, that's kind of reminding me. I didn't put it on the list, but I did watch it of Cobra Kai, and I can't yes. remember if you and I talked about Cobra Kai because I watched it with my daughter because she's obsessed with it. Well, I'm an OG on the Cobra Kai series because so you I it watched it on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> okay. I, I subscribed to YouTube for the sole purpose Impressive. of being able to watch that show. Impressive. Yeah. So and then forgot to cancel it for like a year and I was paying <laughs> nine bucks a month or something. You gotta love it. Here's yeah. my hot take. I don't want to spend too much time on Cobra Kai. I actually really enjoyed the first season. Um, I thought the second season was horrendous. And Agreed. became... Like what I loved about the first season is that it was campy with like a wink and a nod, but also mm-hmm. like lovable and had heart and like even had some like good serious scenes. Second season was stupid beyond stupid. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're in agreement. And but season three forced, is back in. Yeah, I heard. It's season three back. in January. I think it's just, it cracks me up to hear all these people talking about it now. And I'm like, you know, in the corner, <laughs> right. like, hiding my face is like I, I watched there. it on YouTube <laughs> Red when that was a thing, and I paid for it. Yeah, 
That's funny. So, okay, I've been dying to talk to you about the flight attendant because I can't remember if you watched or I think it might still be going on. I told you I made it to half of episode four. So I went pretty long and I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take I wanted to like it. It's so up my alley because it reminds me a little bit of search party, but yet not even half as good. Here's my issue. You want to know my issue? Yeah. It's not funny. It's a comedy that's not funny. So if you're going to make not a murder, funny. if you're going to make a murder mystery as a comedy, make it funny. If you're going to make it serious, make it serious. But it's a comedy that's not funny. It's not good. And it's I'm like, I'm with you. I really wanted to like it. Right. And I keep watching. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll turn. Maybe it'll get better. <laughs> so it doesn't. It's getting no, it's getting worse. Wow. So kudos to you for bowing out. I'm one of those who just gets sucked in and I stick with this show till the end. And yeah, and listen, that was a hard one to bow out of because I hate not also knowing like who done it. So you're just going to have to tell me. (laughs) Yeah, fine. Great. It's not a good show. Again, it's one that you, you look at it and you're like, okay, I get it. This makes sense. I want to like this show. I'm going to like this show. I like Kaylee Cuoco. I like the whole premise. She's really good. good. She's actually, but the show stinks. Agree. She's really actually, you know, I never watched Big Bang and I think I saw her in like a Lifetime movie so I didn't really know her. I'm like, she's actually got chops. Like she, it's yeah. a hard role to play well. And I actually think she's the best part of it. Rosie Perez. Oh my God, Brian. Rosie Perez. <laughs> what happened to her? I, I don't know. unacting. It's like someone sent her to deprogramming acting school and they're like, anything <laughs> you learned about acting, throw it out the window. Now you will be the worst actor on the planet. Yeah, she's doing herself a disservice. And that show, again, bottom line is, if you're thinking about starting that show, don't. <laughs> I, and yeah. listen, and this is coming from, you know, a straight woman who with a hot guy at the center that you would think would keep me watching. Still no. Still no. Nope. Nope. Well, listen, you're you're we're about to flip the tables because I am really enjoying a teacher and you <laughs> He just shook his head violently. Listen, a teacher, you should have stuck with it. It's actually. I'm still watching it. Oh, it's a, stop. I it's thought a, you were. What did I just tell you? I don't quit. Oh, my God. I honestly thought you did. I thought you gave up after the first episode. No, I try not to quit on things. Okay. Sometimes I do, but I are, try are not you to caught quit. Up? Are you caught up? I think I'm one behind. It's a okay. lifetime movie. No, 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 no. Okay, listen, I'm gonna, we're going to debate on this just for a minute. It started off as one. I'll give it to you. I was full on, maybe even like the first few episodes. I was like, what is this shit? But of course I love it because I love a Lifetime yeah. movie. But I'm yeah. like, well, I didn't get why it was on FX slash Hulu because I'm like, they do premium. This is a Lifetime movie. But I have to say, and you can deny it all you want, but I'm going to say as it progressed, it got way more nuanced. I started to understand why it was on FX Hulu. The story became much more complicated. And I think... It still continues to be very complicated and very interesting to me. I think it's really good. I totally turned myself around on this one. I think it's really, it's, it's, I'm really, I wouldn't say enjoying it. It's hard to enjoy because she's so unlikable. He's amazing, the kid. And How it's old a really, is he? How old is he in real life? life? He's 26. Oh, wow. Okay. Did you ever see the movie Love, Simon? Yeah. He was the lead. He was the right. gay Simon. Right. He's just the, so, he's such a great actor. He's so adorable. She's like good, I think, but I can't like figure out if like anyone could have done that role, maybe. But I think she plays it well. She I plays think it well. maybe maybe in this last episode it it kind of continues its turn because I see what you're saying based on what I've watched. And I think I've watched the first seven. So yeah. I do when you yeah, put you're it that one way. Behind. 
yeah, when you put it that way, I can, I can see it and think about it that way. But yeah, for the first four or five, it just read like, a, you know, a, a lifetime movie, an after school special, like what is this? And, and people are just ranting and raving about it. Like I had someone no. text me, people run, are not. don't walk. No, really? I've only read yes. that it's horrible. And I was like, I, ooh, unpopular opinion. I like it. Well, I'll connect you with my friend who loves it too. You guys can commiserate. <laughs> no, I'm good. My cousins, we love it. We're like every, every, uh, the, my, my habit has been that I started, I think like it drops at midnight on Monday, but it drops at nine o'clock LA time. So I watch it right as my sleeping pills kicking in. So I make it halfway and then I have to back up in the morning another 10 minutes because I have no idea what I watch. So this is becoming a Monday, a Tuesday morning tradition for me. And That's I'm like, great. oh, okay. I sort of remember this, but <laughs> all right. So you watched Utopia, which was recommended to me. And then when I saw the description, I was like, oh, hell no. But you no, like the show. No, it's definitely not your kind of show. It's it's a little kind of fantasy-esque. Um, the, the bad right. news is that it wasn't picked up for a second season. Okay. So that's gone. So bye-bye, Utopia. Um, yeah. you know, Let's pay I, it, no I, mind. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it's it's dead. Now, Dash and Lily, I've heard good things about. I started watching it, and I wanted to watch it with my daughter, and she was like, eh. You should. Yeah, and it looked it was cute. I enjoyed, like, the first 10 or 15 minutes. I'll, I'll, but I want to watch it with her. I feel like it's not really for us. It's more for teenagers, right? Um, I don't. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Mm, yes. <laughs> what you just said. I found it to just be, uh, just it's an adorable, <laughs> delightful Christmassy show. All right. Okay. I let's, listen. Let's, I'm down for a Christmassy show. Don't get me wrong. Look, I'll be sappy for a minute. It's just you know, I liked it. It's cute and it's fun and it's New York in the holiday season and it's light. It's easy and it's. There are much, much, much worse things that you could be doing with your time than watching Dash and Lily on Netflix. Okay, fair. Sounds like a good holiday binge. What about Woke? I've I've never heard of it. I'm gonna be honest. Of course not. It's um, it's with uh, <laughs> Is it on the, the audience guy. network. It's <laughs> no, it's on Hulu. Hulu. It's it's with the guy from uh, the black guy from uh, New Girl. Oh, Lamorne. Um, yeah. I had lunch with Lamorne once years ago. He's such a nice guy. I like him a lot. I yeah. think he's funny. He's a good actor. He's a good interview. And it's, I won't say much about it other than it's an easy watch, 30 minutes. He's an artist. Um, and it's just a story about him. I believe it's based on a true story. So don't really? quote me. It's a comedy um, though, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's, it's a, again, easy, easy show. If you look again, it's been a heavy year. You know, you want some light fare no, for the holidays. Is Moonbase Dash. Eight a light show? Moonbase Eight is a light show. It's a silly show. It's John C. Riley. It's um, they're training to be astronauts, okay. and it's funny and silly, and again, easy. What's it on? So it is on Showtime, oh. so you can find it on demand. Okay, speaking of Showtime, let's transition to docu-series. So I talk mostly about these on my pod, obviously, because it's reality of reality. And I really enjoyed Love Fraud on um, Showtime. Did you end up watching it? I did. I thought it was great. It was really well done, right? Yeah, like had that Dirty John vibe totally. to it. But like the real Dirty John, not the yes. Bravo Dirty John. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, yeah, I thought it was, I found it to be pretty riveting, to be honest with you. I I knew that was right in 
like the center of your wheelhouse. Oh, I mean, hello, a con artist and like women bonding together to take him down. Like, where do I sign up? Uh, You couldn't find it. Literally watching it unravel in real time. I mean, I mean. Yeah, the one thing I'd say, some of the, and I think we talked about this, but some of the the ways that they transitioned from scenes in that, where they had those weird graphics, I found to be a little unsettling. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was a little unnecessary. Really cool graphics, just didn't need them. Exactly. So That's being nitpicky. Yeah, I feel like season three of Selling Sunset dropped. Yeah, it dropped after our last podcast. It's it's a dirty, 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 dirty guilty pleasure for both sure. of us. It's not good, but it's so good. Exactly. And I'm going to watch it every time it comes out, the every first time. couple of days that it drops, and that's that. And I move on. Did you see that Chriselle has found love again? No, with whom? Oh, my God. I love that I'm telling you this live on our podcast. <laughs> with the black dancer from Dancing uh, um, Dancing Butt. I was going to say Dancing by the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. I don't, you would know. Oh. His oh, name. Mazel tov for them. Yes, they're very happy. They're all over social media about it. Um, Obviously, I don't follow her. She, yeah, she's never looked better. And, you know, they're thirsty, but they're they're very cute. They, they're, I'm rooting for her. L- listen, she got done dirty yes. by Justin Hartley, so I am rooting for her. Well, and the other one who's dating Tarek El Moussa. Oh, God. It's <laughs> so cr- the thirstiest of the thirsty. But it's so creepy. I was looking at something the other day, <laughs> and I kid you not, my reaction to looking at a photo of the two of them was, wait, he got back together with his ex? I know. I oh, know. no, that's her. I know. I know. Like, eerie it's, dead it's, ringer it's eerie it's eerie yeah i think she has a better person like or at least a personality <laughs> that could be what distinguishes them right but that's not nice that's not nice i'm sorry no it's god fine. forgive doesn't, me okay well, we're not going to get into the vow and seduce because i've talked about that on my podcast and you're not into cults and that's fine you don't need to be <laughs> the circus listen you know i'll bring it up every time and you'll continue to never watch it so that's fine they did another fantastic season and they're coming back in january Wilderness of Error, I actually think you would like. It's pretty well done. I don't even know what that is. So it's a series on Hulu, FX on Hulu. Um, it's it's based on the Jeffrey McDonald case, which is a case I've been obsessed with for over 20 years. It's the Fatal Vision guy, the guy that from the Green Beret in the late 70s who killed his whole family at the Army base. They did oh, like, okay. um, and then Joe McGinnis wrote a book about it. Um and they, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but the okay. podcast, if you, if it's easier for you to listen to a podcast, I don't know what your days are like now, but sometimes it's easier for me because I go on walks and when I clean the kitchen and do laundry, I listen to podcasts. The I podcast, do right. You can't, well, you probably can. You're half <laughs> doing them anyway. Come on. Uh, Morally Indefensible is the podcast. And that okay. Mark Smerling, who's a true crime journalist, he did the jinx. He did the Morally Indefensible podcast, and then he and Errol Morris did the Hulu show together. Um, it's pretty well done. It's pretty well done. All right. I, I, I'm rec- it I to recommend my, both. Yeah. I'm adding and it by to the my way, list. Wilderness of Air, I didn't love at the beginning either, and then it, it did grow on me, and I'm glad I stuck with it. Okay. So my next Noted. guest, did you ever watch my next guest, I, David Letterman? I did. You're not missing yeah, I, anything. I'm just wondering. Have Nothing not, to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't gotten into this season yet. It sits there. It stares at me. I'm like, eh, yeah. maybe next week. Okay. That's fine. You don't need to. It's really not interesting. Murder at Middle Beach. We have to talk about. I am. This is, this is in my top five of the whole year. This is. I figured. 
You know how I went crazy talking about I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Did you actually watch it based on our last podcast? I did, yeah. Wasn't it amazing? I loved it. Right. Yeah, it was fantastic. So that was probably, in my opinion, one of the best true crime docuseries I've ever seen. Myrtle and Middle Beach is a close second because it was so different. And just for people who don't know, I think I've spoken about it before, but it's told from the point of view of the son of the mother. His mom is murdered and he's trying to find the killer. And it's like basically maybe in his own family. So it's a very first person investigate. You know, it's it's a first person investigation that has some crazy twists and turns. Like, what did you think of it? I loved it. I loved it for that exact reason that it, it comes from a different POV and that it's this this now young man trying to figure out what happened to his mom yeah. and the struggle that he has with his father, who is in what is a suspect and just the relationship and or lack thereof with his father. I found to be just really fascinating. I thought the whole story with his sister was interesting. What did you with, make of the sister? I think she's she's got, um, I think she sh- should be medicated if she's not, let's say that. Well, somebody said, somebody who's a smart, you know, um, who knows, said they think she has major PTSD. Cause yeah, that's what I'm was, saying. Yeah, yeah, first I was yeah. like, oh my God, she's the killer. And then I was like, no, she's just really fucked up. Totally. Yeah. I mean, she left the country. She's you Do you know, like she, her Spanish accent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I just, the whole thing was fascinating that the gifting table episode. Oh my, I'm okay. Like, Did I text you what needs to happen yes. with that? I'm putting it into the universe. Whoever's yes. listening. I've already told somebody who could actually get it done. There needs to be a scripted series about the gifting table scheme starring and produced by Elizabeth Banks. You're welcome. That, did you know about any of that before that no, show? That's why it needs to be done. It's fascinating. Fascinating. It's like yeah. desperate. Ha- it's like a. It's like a, a season of Desperate Housewives. Right, and for for those not have, who have no clue what we're talking about, <laughs> it's basically this pyramid yeah. scheme where these women were having In like these- Tony, Connecticut, like rich women, not like right, not poor, you know, struggling to get by women. No, you. It costs five thousand dollars cash to buy in, <laughs> yeah. and then you bring people into the gifting table, and then once it's full, then if it's your table, you get forty thousand cash. And like, what I don't totally get still is how it works with like hors d'oeuvres and dessert and the main no meal. Idea. Like, is that all just bullshit to get to the money? Yes. Really? Yes, right? it's a it's a it's a pyramid scheme. Right. I bring you in and then right. you have to bring two people in and then they bring two people in. Once the table's full, I get all the money. Right. Right. And then you can run it back and do it again. That sounds so fun. Like I would be, if I had money to burn, I'd be so yeah. into it. Sounds so fun until you end up going to prison. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. That's the other right. thing. Like the fact that this kid has many suspects <laughs> just as a media family, like it could be like literally one of five people just for starters that are right. blood related to him or in the inner circle. How about the one woman who refused to show her face and was oh, an unidentified woman? <laughs> right. Who, who is she? Yeah, I yeah, know. I've, I don't I have know. a lot of questions on that, on that murder, which I believe remains unsolved, correct? Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but it, it to me, it's a thousand percent the dad. Oh, I agree. Okay. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not saying like Conway's not out of her gourd. <laughs> she Crazy. is yes. legit insane, but I don't think she killed her. Oh, by the way, they're all alcoholics too. Right. There's serious addiction that. on yeah. all sides. I mean, there's a lot, like, it's kind of the kind of, I, to me, I recommend it because if you feel bad about your own family, watch <laughs> this. Like, if you think you're in any way dysfunctional, just watch this. You'll feel so much better. You'll feel so much yeah, better. Yeah, and there's a lot to unpack when you're done, and but it's worth it. It's just really well done. Um, honestly, I could have used another episode or two. I think there's going to be at least, like, a few bonus episodes, if not a full season, because he, I read an interview with him. Maybe you posted it. Um there's more like now that he opened up right. that can of worms with all the business, the, the financial stuff. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like when you're a pathological liar, you know, thief, it's not, you know, who's controlling, who's, you know, up to their ears and 200 million of child support. Like, come on. It's not a stretch, it's, you know? Yeah. There's just, there's so many layers to this, this show and this case. And so it's, many. it's just, it's really interesting. Again, I think it was that last episode was 90 minutes. And I was like, no, they could have given us three more. Like we, we need to, Last episode we need was to dig amazing. deeper. It was, it was great. It was great. So yes, you should watch Murder at Middle Beach. On HBO and HBO Max. Yes. Did you, so you watched the comedy store on Showtime? I watched some of it. I mean, I love the comedy store. Yeah, I, same, I really didn't. Same, yeah. It was a mess. Like I, I watched every episode because it's one of those, like it's like New York pizza, even though it was bad, it's good because- like, you know, even when it's bad, it's good because you're just hearing from legends and, you know, old stories. So it's it's hard to, to not like that if you're into comedy yeah. and you're into comedy roots. Having said that, it was such a mess. Like he needed a good producer on that. Like and you could tell they tried like in the end. They're like, yeah, let's organize it this way. And like it didn't even work. Like they didn't even right. stick to how they were trying to organize it. So. It was really hard to watch as a producer, but having said that, like he got everybody to participate. There's so many good stories, but what a mess. Yeah. Agreed. I, it, if it was that show could have been done so much better. Yes. That was so, so really, frustrating. Yeah. It really would have been great. And as someone who really loves going to the comedy store, and it's one of the things I actually miss a lot, just, you know, in light same, of what this year same. has been. It's like the only um, thing we like doing. Yeah, same. And uh, I was I had a lot more hope for this show and I, I didn't even watch every episode. That's how bad I thought it was. Yeah. And, and you never quit. But by the no, way, I don't. I'm just thinking, like, how could it have been good? I feel like there's a world where it could have almost been like my next guest and you could have just had like 40 minute episodes with each person because you had Jim Carrey, Jay Leno, David Letterman, Chappelle. Was Chappelle in it? No. But like you had everybody. Everybody, and I, yeah. I want to just, Jim Carrey, like, I would just wanted to listen to them just talk. Like, you know, yeah, I would have been cool with that. Like, I don't need yeah. you to try to piece it all together because it didn't work. By the way, side note, and this is yeah. a show that's not on our list, but it's one that I have gone to a few times when I'm really, when I really can't find anything. And, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I believe that this show started as something that was taking place, like, in the basement of the comedy store. And that is Hot Ones which is on Hulu now. It's it, have you ever seen it? I've heard of it. So it's an interview show where they've they bring in really good guests. I mean, just top top notch guests. Michael B Jordan, Billie Eilish, Justin Timberlake. Um and they 
They eat chicken wings. Oh, wait, we talked about this because my husband's obsessed with this. We did? Yeah, he watches it on the internet, not on Hulu. Yeah, we talked about this last time. This is a guy show, Brian. 100% could care less about this. I just think there's interesting guests on there that you might like. Right, that's what Brian says. (laughs) I just Yeah, I do believe that that show started in the basement of the comedy store. Oh, cool. That's why I bring it up. Um, And and. I will say in juxtaposition to the comedy store not being well put together, the Reagans, which you didn't watch, was so well done. It's really, really good. And I I don't know if you saw, I had the director on um, who kind of advanced the story even more and kind Mm -hmm. of gave me some behind the scenes stuff. I I really do recommend that. I recommended it to a few people. I I think you'd be very interested in it because it's pretty scathing. I mean, this is not a puff piece. This is like you know, an excoriation of Reagan and really it debunks the myth of like, Oh, he's the greatest president. He's like the hero to Republicans. Like actually he was just like Trump wrapped in a, in a nicer bow. Um, (laughs) you know, he's not a psychopath. He's, he's just, he's was like basically a nice person, but you know, he was an empty vessel and had no ideology really. How many episodes was it? It's just four easy breezy. And it's organized. It's interesting. Like this is, so hard to do shows like this and he, they did it so well. It's organized chronologically, but also thematically, which is not mm. easy to do. And somehow it, it still works. So I highly recommend it. I also recommend room 2086, the accusation, which is another four episode. You will like this. This is okay. very well done about Dominique Strauss Kahn, who was the president of the IMF. He uh, was accused of assaulting, sexually assaulting a maid at the Sofitel in New York when he was like at the height of his powers, poised to run for president of France, and then sort of like toggles back and forth between his history and the case. It's excellent, really gripping. I'm not saying it couldn't have been done in three episodes. I think it could have. (laughs) But I recommend it. It's good. You'll like that one. You'll also like right. House of Ho, by the way. That's right up Brian Samuel's alley. It's a cute little docu series. Crazy rich Asians like docu. Well, I think it wanted to be that. Okay. Um, it doesn't quite listen. I don't even like Crazy Rich Asians that much, but I'm all down for that. Like as a reality show, it, it's very glossy. Like it looks great. The, it's what what's interesting about it is the family dynamic. So, you know, the fa- the parents are self-made immigrants. The father's like a gazillionaire and his kids basically grew up with a silver spoon. And what's interesting is sort of like how they balance the wealth and the generational stuff with, um, you know, the cultural, like the kids grew up here. They're born and grew up here and right. they want to just be like Americans. And then the parents, you know, still have their traditions and they don't want to disappoint the parents. So it's interesting. I think you would like it. It's a very okay. easy binge. HBO Max, right? HBO Max. Tell yeah, me okay. about 69, the saga of Danny Hernandez. Who is Danny Hernandez? <laughs> I should know him, right? No, you shouldn't. He's Takashi 69. Wait. You, oh, the guy with is? the guy who got detained, like who had the face tattoos yes, and got arrested. With the rainbow hair. Oh, that's who Danny Hernandez is? Yes. It's okay. An, it's okay, it's girl. such an interest. It's a doc. What's it's it on? Not, it's on Hulu. Uh it's like an hour, 20 minutes. I love Hulu. But Takashi 69 became this, you know, this this rapper who is dropping number one singles, but it's his whole story. And how he developed this really what it amounts to a character. 
is what he is. He's a character. He's a kid who craved attention and the spotlight and wanted to shock everybody along the way and started to do so at a young age. And it was received by a community that elevated him. And he became a very decorated rapper from in terms of number one hits. Um, and then there's the whole legal side of him doing things that have his life in danger. I'll watch that. that <laughs> I'm all over that. Yeah. Interesting, different. Um, and he's, a, he's just an interesting, an interesting guy, much, much more so than I would have ever thought prior to watching that. Okay. I'm in, I'm definitely will watch that. So let's go over to, so one off documentaries. There's been a few good ones. The Bee Gees documentary. I talked about this week. Um, yes, absolutely loved watch. it. You, you got to watch it. You'll love it. You'll ball your eyes out at the end. Um, I mean, if you're a kid of a certain generation, which, you know, we're close in age, it's just, you will just get chills the whole time. Be singing along. It's and it, listen, I mean, their story is interesting. I'm not going to say that much about it because you haven't seen it, but yeah. it's almost like they were like parallel to the Beatles, but never quite got, like they kind of didn't, you know, it was like the Beatles then went all the way ahead. But then with Saturday Night Fever, they just, you know, it was like everything, stars aligned basically. So right. I won't say anymore, but it, it's really, really good. Something that it's we- just a well, one-off? Yeah, it's just, it's on uh, HBO. Really okay. good, really good. Okay. American Murder was about, we both watched that on Netflix. That was chilling. That's about this guy, Chris Watts, who murdered his wife and children. And I was surprised you even watched it because that's not like normally your bag. Well, obviously when you put it on this list and I was like, I don't know what that is. And you're like, no, you watched it. And we talked about it. And then oh, I was yeah. like, oh my God, you're right. I loved it. I thought it was fascinating i love that you thought you, you had no idea was that you watched I, it. I, you know i watch a lot of stuff who you can do. keep track no i can't. thought this was yeah. incredible and i this is one where i don't even want to spoil it yeah. if you have not watched american murder please do it's incredible i agree i mean and again i'm not going to spoil it but it's the way that it's told. I knew the story very well. I know you didn't know it as well, but you know, right. I love all that true crime stuff. So I knew it very, very well. Uh, I think I, I watched the Lifetime movie on it. Like I, I was pretty deep, but the way that it was done was so brilliant because it, there were no interviews. It was done all through social media posts and surveillance, but you know, like a cop video news interviews. It was so well done. Brilliant way oh, to do yeah. it. Yeah, it really was. And, I, and I'm just thinking back to certain moments in that, in the show. And I was, it's, yeah, just don't read anything. If you know nothing about it, stay that way. Just go in, watch it blind. It's terrific. Now, I think I watched this doc on your recommendation called Long Shot. I don't know. It must have this been is, your rec because it was is, on my list. Okay. Is this the one with Larry David? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So was that... My mom just mentioned it to me. She said, so you should watch this documentary. You I'm said like, you I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I watched it. I feel like it was like two years ago. Yeah, it no? was 2018. It was 2018. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that you even remember okay. it is amazing because it was a long time. And TV the, time, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is, and again, just as a refresher, this is the one where he was at the Dodgers game. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I won't spoil it, but. It's basically a true crime documentary. It's short. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's 
Well, I won't talk. Yeah, there's a Larry David's in it. Really, what else do you need to know? Watch it for Larry David. It's a great story and it has a happy ending. Spoiler alert. It's it's great. Easy. 45 minutes. It's on Netflix. I'm surprised you didn't watch Belushi. That feel I feel like that's up your alley, especially Chicago of it all. I have it saved on my DVR. Honestly, I am waiting until the holidays and then I'm going to watch it with family. That's that's, that's my plan. It's sitting at the bottom of my my uh, list of recorded shows on my DVR right now. All right. Text me after you watch it. Of course I will. The last dance. I know you want to give a special shout out. Have we no, done that? Okay. We've we done it. We've done, <laughs> We've done it. it. It's gotten its justice. All right. So let's, um, I, I need to give a nod to a few of our tried and true reality shows. Shark Tank. I'm sorry. I continue to love it. It could do no wrong. I, how's this? I still watch it on Friday nights. Same. Nighted airs. Same or Saturday morning. I won't yeah. lie. Sometimes I don't. Yeah, but that it. one, that one never sits on my DVR. Same. It, it's just. It's like it, candy. I can't wait to watch it. Yes. It delivers. I'm not ashamed to say that I may or may not have purchased a handful of products that I've seen on that show. So because they're on that show. I um, just ordered the chirp. The, the roller thing for your back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and last year I ordered the thing that you cut your presents with. That's like. It's so simple, but it, it's so you don't have to use a scissor. It just slices it really easily. It's fantastic. I have sure. to say, but b- very satisfied with both my purchases. And they're it, just kudos to the savvy product inventors out there. You know, they're they're filling needs that we all have. And uh, 100%. God bless them. And the entrepreneurial spirit. Like, so for people who don't know, I think you know this, they filmed this all in COVID in Vegas and they, you know, quarantined everybody. I mean, it was pretty cool the way they did it. What do you know about it? it? I mean, it's, it reads the same as if they were shooting it anywhere. It, you would never know that it was done in COVID other than that they don't hug. But then they after- did this past week. Were you wondering what was up with that? Yeah. I was, was so curious. I don't know. But it was like so many handshakes, so many hugs. I was like, what is happening? Right. Is this they, from an yeah. earlier season? Like, are it they burning this off? It could have been. I feel yeah, like it I, was. I actually, I've actually talked to people who were on the show, but it never aired. You know, I so, wonder if it was because like a Christmas themed one, if they already had that in the can from last year, like maybe it was spillover from the ones that didn't right. make it to the last Christmas episode. Yes. But I did notice that. And I was like, well, they should not be doing that. Yeah. It didn't fit. It felt like every other episode has been, you know, bye from afar. Right. But that to me, that's a show that the format is perfect. Don't change anything. It's never going to get old. Yes. And just keep cranking them out, please. Could not agree more. And listen, I know you're not a Housewives guy, but Salt Lake City is, you know, our new addition to the franchise. It's it's working very nicely. And Potomac's Emmy worthy at this point. It's it's (laughs) top of the heap. And OC is not. Let's just leave it at that. So before we go, let's just give people a few shows that they need to miss. Well, I was so disappointed in this season of Fargo. With Chris Rock? Yes. Dang. I love Fargo. I thought the first several seasons were each fantastic in their own way. And this season I found to be so painful that I couldn't get through the episodes. And so this was one where I did quit midway through Ooh. and just bailed on the whole thing. I just, I just thought it was absolutely awful. Um, Ouch. 
Ouch. Yeah, we both agreed that uh, Million Dollar Beach House was horrific. <laughs> Just horrific. It was it was rude. It was yeah. rude. Like, I'm sorry. Don't wrap this up in a pretty bow because it was pretty. And tell yeah. me this is a good show because it's not. It's horrible. And it was just, it almost felt like, hey, Selling Sunset's doing well. <laughs> right. We're going into three seasons. Let's just put some bullshit together for New York and call it a <laughs> something else and just put that out. People will watch. And you well, know what? I'll they even right. go a step further. And I hope that no one that listens is like an executive on the show or producer, but like, it almost felt like um, it was an acquisition. Like it wasn't even, I mean, the producing quality was good. It looked pretty and you know, it was well yes. done, but it was, it was like the story was so, the characters in the story were so bad. I'm like, what? Awful. And by the way, like I'm here for the Hamptons. Are you kidding me? I mean, okay. Well, if you're here for the Hamptons, then would you just talk about Summer House? Cause it's coming. <gasps> Did you see the trailer? Of course I saw the trailer. I... My mouth literally went to the ground. <laughs> that will be the single greatest season, not just of Summer House, but of television. I, I, and I I'm, it's rare because I know how Bravo messes with us from all the Housewives trailers where they're conflating things that don't happen. It's rare that I'm like jaw dropped on a trailer. That Summer House trailer, I like, I had to sit down. It that I, show is really good, and oh my god, I don't. And understand I continue to you. not know why it's good though. I cannot. Same. Explain to you why it's good, but it is. It's and by just the way, good. nothing happens. I can't tell you a single plot point except for hooking up. By the yeah. way, Lindsay and uh, I'm sorry, Lindsay and Luke. Are you kidding me? I mean, Who's that's the, a plot and, and twist. There's a new girl too. I, yes, I think I heard she comes with Luke, but she doesn't end with Luke. I may have, I may or may not have looked her up on Instagram. <laughs> She's very pretty. I may or may not. Have. I mean, we're not saying you did it. But all I could say is if you want a guilty pleasure show with debauchery and just shenanigans and, uh, you know, I, I can't think of a better show. I agree. And and I'm limited on what I watch on Bravo in that specific category of show. Right. So Summer House is my number one. Vanderpump, which I don't know how they're going to field a team this year with all the people that have quit or have been fired. Yeah, I don't either. Like, so I really don't know how yeah. that show is going to continue now that Jax is gone on top of all the other people. <laughs> I heard a rumor of- today and I it could have been a joke, but it totally tracks. And the fact that I don't know if it's true says everything that he and Brittany are filming a show of the two of them for Newsmax slash O-N-A, oh, O-N or whatever it's called. O-A-N. Oh, no. But doesn't that make total sense if it's true? I mean, she's from Kentucky. Right. I remember they had that like homophobic minister married yes. that was supposed to marry them. And yes. they're like, oops, sure. I mean, uh, Lance right. Bass can do it. Makes complete sense. So, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, great. So, that show, I don't know how they're going to feel the team. And then I yeah. still watch Southern Charm, which is not nearly as good as Summer House. I heard it's not good this season either. Well, the same type of thing that happened with Vanderpump happened with Southern Charm. Oh, they cleaned house. Where they lost half the cast. Right. Well, they're all like rapists or racists. (laughs) Oh, they're racists. Oh, right. But isn't Ravenel a racist, a rapist, a rapist, not a racist, Racist, rapist, right? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Yeah. But the big bridge in Charleston is the Ravenel bridge. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's crazy. He's he's royalty. He's royalty. He's royalty, honey. Um, 
Summer well, House. I'm glad we touched you, on that. Oh, God, I love that show. Can I, yeah. It's coming back in like February. That's around the corner. Oh, yeah. Give it to us now. Give it to <laughs> us now. Like, how great would it be to watch that over the break? Are you kidding me? Yeah, instead, I'll be watching whatever you just recommended to me over this last hour. That's <laughs> Listen, what I'll be doing. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's impale, it pales in comparison. Now, the challenge you're still watching on MTV, and you're not alone. A lot of people are still watching it. It's so good. And because I watch some of these other shows like Survivor and Big Brother, yeah, where they've so the challenge used to be the road rules, real world challenge, right? Where it was people who were on those shows competing. Well, since they don't do either road rules or the real world anymore, they have to pull their talent from somewhere. So they've not only pulled from other shows like Big Brother and Survivor, but they've pulled from shows in the UK and they've really put together this incredible group of people who are talented, who are just competitive as could be, um, doing things that I couldn't do if my life depended on it. Not now, not 25 years ago. Very cool. And it's just cutthroat and drama filled. And there's some OG it's, we call it the fifth. Is Rob from Boston from the challenge or is he from survivor? Boston Rob is from survivor. Boston Rob because apparently he's like one of the top cameo guys, but of course I had no idea who he was. Oh, I saw that this week that the guy from the office is, Makes the yes, most money no, they there. were talking about it on Stern. Kevin from the Kevin office, from yeah. The, and he starts, yes. they were playing the cameos and he starts them up all the same way. That was hilarious. <laughs> Hi, Larry. Yes. Shout out to Howard Stern. Continues to give us great content and re-sign for five years. God bless. Yes, you, you know the best piece of content that I consumed this entire year was not The Last Dance on Netflix, but rather the three-hour interview that Howard Stern did with Eddie Vedder it was, I don't, have you listened to the whole thing? I don't, I, I, I'm not sure I listened to the whole thing, but I did listen to a lot of it. He's amazing. I love him. I've listened. I, I, again, I may or may not have listened to that three hour interview more than once. <laughs> right. Um, it was to me and you know me well, the most riveting piece of content that was made available during 2020. I so, get it. He's done some great interviews this year and that's definitely at the top. Yeah, the problem is you must be a SiriusXM subscriber. Otherwise, you do not have access to that full interview. Oh, interesting. So some are available and some aren't? Is that how it They'll works? Put, they put pieces of it out, but not the full three hour. So you can get little bits here and there, but you don't get the full three hour. And three hours, as you know, is incredibly long for a Howard interview. Extremely uh, and, long. I mean, two Howard, hours is, you know, his sweet spot. Yeah. For these big yeah, ones. and Howard could have gone longer. They took a break, a bathroom break during that interview. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, yeah, last so. but not least, I want to end. I mean, I don't want to be Debbie Downer on the ending here, but I feel like it's a public service announcement. You and I are both on the same page with this. <laughs> the annoying trend, and it's not unique to 2020. It's it's really been going on way too long, and it needs to end. And I implore, if anyone's actually listening all the way to the end of this, and you're in our business. Brian and I have a request and it's really not that difficult. Do not announce projects that have not been sold. You can expand on what this means to the layperson. So oftentimes people will, will try to drop something into the trades about a project that is nothing more than an idea on paper. <laughs> or it's or a partnership a, that hasn't right, been or sold. A, a conversation that's <laughs> happened in a room 
without any type of show that has been sold to anyone. And if, if you knew how many of those types of projects currently exist in the greater Los Angeles area, your head would explode. Those projects exist by a, a multiple of a thousand. And for whatever reason, these holier than thou trades in this town like to announce shows that are nothing other than an idea. Until someone is committed to buying the show or you have otherwise found distribution for it, it is nothing. Nothing. And I think this is a particular reason why it triggers me even more is I have three series that are coming out in 2021. They have a buyer. They are being produced. They are almost done being produced. I'm not allowed to announce them. And I, they're happening. They're real. They're going to be out. Like, and I can't tell you what they are or who they're for. But yet, you can tell me about your stupid partnership with no buyer? Not okay. Not okay. Hey, so-and-so bought the rights to this book yeah, and they're exactly. developing it into yeah. a TV show. That's that's half my vision board. Right. <laughs> cool story. Thanks. Right? Like, all of the things I've, you know, trying to do but haven't sold. Should I announce them all? Evidently, you should because yeah, people Yeah, you might are, as well. I want to know. You know what we should do? A study on how many of those announcements actually turn into shows because the thinking is, you know what the thinking is. Thinking yeah. is, well, I'm sure the buyer at Netflix or Apple will see this and then contact us because they'll be so amazed that it's actually even happening. Meanwhile, it's like you're going to go pitch them anyway. It's not like they're going to reach out to you because they saw it in the trades. They're going to think you're a douchebag for doing that. Yeah, I, I really don't get it. Do you have an if you have an intern, maybe that person could do some of that research for us. Yes, you're looking at him crawling on my floor. It's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting hungry. Um, this is so great. I, I'm I love doing these recaps with you. It makes Always. me happy to know that someone else loves TV as much as me. And uh and we'll just we'll, you know, we'll check in again around April. I look forward to it. Happy binge watching over the holidays and uh I'm sure we'll we'll chat at some point tomorrow. Yes, and everybody have a happy holiday season and yes. we'll see you soon. 